0: On today's Believe in Chicago Sports episode, the Rams bring in a veteran quarterback in an attempt to win now. Are the Bears going to follow suit, and the Cubs are willing to open up the wallet and spend? That's questionable. We'll break it all down on episode 41 now.
1: Welcome in to the Believe in Chicago Sports podcast, your home for the best Chicago sports talk. I'm Joey Gelman. You can follow me on Twitter at Joey Gelman. The man on the other side of the Skype is Dan Collins. You can follow him at TweetDanCollins. The show, Believe in Chicago Sports, is also on Twitter at Believe in Chicago. Part of the Believe Podcast Network, your number one podcast network for professionals. Tell your friends, tell your family. Like, rate, download, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your shows. We'd love to have you come along for the ride. As Dan mentioned, we are starting with Bears because... We couldn't go at more weeks without talking about that team, could we? We couldn't separate ourselves. There's never a break from that team we love and that team we love to hate, which happens to be the same hate them, hate to team. love them. Yep. The Rams make a blockbuster deal admitting their quarterback mistake with Jared Goff, move on and bring in Matthew Stafford, making them arguably a Super Bowl contender next year and beyond. And it just has us thinking about what that means from a Bears perspective on how the Rams operated a situation that the Bears kind of find themselves similarly in in a win now or supposed to be a win now mode and made a splash and did it and so I I, I know how I feel on it I'm gonna shift it to you first because I'm curious if you think the move was right and worth everything they gave up but just just your you know your initial reactions to that deal their ramifications for what it means for the Rams and also how it kind of fits into that bears lens we always try to sadly look at things through
0: oh i think it was totally the right move for the rams absolutely if anything just for where it stands now without any other games being played after the trade of course because we have to wait for the next few seasons uh just to see how it all goes and who ultimately quote-unquote wins the trade lions getting the multiple draft picks and golf. For, for the swap, um, I mean, for the Lions, it's, a, it's an absolute win, right? I don't know why I'm starting with the Lions instead of the Rams. But if you look at it from the Lions standpoint, sure, you give up Stafford. But what have you done with him this whole time he's been there besides a whole bunch of nothing? And you look at the Rams situation, Jared Goff performed – quite well a couple seasons under McVeigh. you know he had a couple like if you just look at you know his his football reference stat you know stats throughout his career there were a couple pretty decent seasons and I think a lot of that was a mixture of just the offense he was in the weapons he had and the guy he had with put, putting together all the schemes at McVeigh. now McVeigh has somebody better right a veteran QB who, who knows how to get the job done seems like one hell of a gamer. So he, you know, Matthew Stafford obviously has all those intangibles, right? But he also has the talent and he has the skill set. And now you're putting him on a pretty damn good Rams team who, you know, for, for the most part up until like late in the second half gave the Green Bay Packers a run for their money in that game. I mean, they, they they were they were within, they were within striking distance, right? And it was with basically no quarterback. Jared Goff had an injured hand and he wasn't even supposed to play in the first round, but because the backup gets knocked out. Now you have to come back in and save the day. And how they even got past the Seahawks in the first place and in, in, in that first round game is beyond me. But nonetheless, they were a really impressive team with Jared Goff at QB, who definitely, if you now go to Matthew Stafford at the age of 32, still with quite a few years of football left, you would think at least three, hopefully four seasons. Hell, four plus if we could do it, right? Seasons left now to give the Rams. And yeah, I mean, I, I would like the Bears to follow suit. I mean, Joey, I'm sure you, you're very well aware. I mean, if you just looked at a Facebook timeline or you know your your Twitter timeline, I mean, I'm sure you ran into a Bears fan or two who definitely would have wanted Stafford on the Bears, right? And I'm sure I'm sure you would have went into plenty of Bears fans who, for whatever reason, wouldn't have wanted Matthew Stafford on the Bears. But I mean, if this was say a move the Bears made, well, let's just say it wasn't the Lions dealing to the Rams and it was the Lions dealing to the Bears for the third round pick, the two first rounders and say, you know, Nick Foles or something like that, you know, you throw, throw in whatever quarterback you want to or whatever like random player um, in exchange for Stafford. I think I would have taken it in a heartbeat. I think I really would have. And now the question becomes, well, who do you do this for? There's the whole crazy story and Chicago fantasy now with Deshaun Watson and doing everything the beers can to bring him in. So that's definitely now where the conversation shifts is, This is what the Lions were able to get for Stafford. So, you know, there's definitely probably another pick or two in there for sure, at the very least, for Deshaun Watson. So let's just stick with the third rounder. Let's stick with the two first rounders and surely add one more, maybe even two. So, I mean, I guess that's the question. I was like, do you add on two more first rounders to make it a, a total of four with a third rounder, and then maybe you also throw in, you know, player random x or maybe at that point you don't need to throw in you know random player or perhaps maybe you do for salary reasons or whatever but that's that's not going to be a big part of the deal what what the main focus would be is do you give up that much draft capital to do something similar that the rams did so i i think it depends i mean Obviously there's a there's a price that's too high, right? Like everybody's saying just do what you got to do and 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 just what whatever gets it done. Yes, give give Houston whatever gets it done. I think that's a lot easier said than done, right? I mean, let's really think about it here like at the end of the day there still is that certain amount that that, that walk away point. There just really is, even with the Deshaun Watson and how bad, you know, a lot of Bears fans want him in the city. So if if it's up to four first rounders and a third, I, I I honestly myself have have a hard time even giving away that. But yes, I, I would live with it. I would say, all right, screw it, yeah, just just go ahead, <laughs> give them away, and 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 definitely bring in Deshaun because that would be amazing if we can even get if the Bears can even get that done. But I do think that it still definitely comes with some some hesitancy.
1: Yeah, you know, it's a tough question because I think a lot of us have Jay Cutler fatigue where we're like, we gave up the world for Jay and it didn't work out. But I think you're in a very different place than you were then. Whether it's better or worse, I don't know. (laughs) But from an offensive perspective, you don't have Jay Cutler walking into, you know, the the last of the Ron Turner... Glow and the... Well, glow is a strong word. The Ron, the glow, Ron, Turner, wow. the Ron Turner aura. And then the Mike Tice and the Mike Mart and the Mark Trestman. I mean, it was just like chaos to where now you're supposed to be in a better position with Matt Nagy and Bill Lazer as kind of that quarterback couch, that that, that, that that quarterback guru room that knows how to get the best out of a player. And... I think you're at the point of your quote-unquote window where you have to make a move like that to salvage anything. Because like I said on the last week's show or two weeks, this team three or four years from now, they're out of this window. I don't know if you can jumpstart it that quickly again. So if you're the Bears and you want to salvage anything from this defense and you have a decent amount of skill players offensively, I think you would go all in on this move. I don't think it's too much. And I talked to my dad about it yesterday. And he was the opposite. He's like, you can't give up that much draft capital for for Matthew Stafford. And I get the the concern from it, but you're never gonna get better otherwise. Like like that's your best shot. Otherwise, you're starting over again, taking a risk either on a guy that may be out there in free agency that's that that has high ceiling, but but not that great of a track record. Like let's say it's a Jameis Winston. Or you're drafting another guy. Well, you clearly saw what happened last time when this regime tried to do that. So I think it's absolutely would be the right move to, to invest. If, if you knew this was your last run at this thing for the next two years, You go. I mean, I know those, the Lions wouldn't probably trade him in the division, but I, I would have gone all in on it. The same with Watson. You have to make that commitment if you really want to try to turn this around and salvage anything you can from this group that was supposed to win you three or four NFC Norths in a row.
0: I mean, also, if you really want to look extremely long-term about it, if the Rams are going to remain competitive, which now with Stafford, and as long as they all remain a healthy bunch and do what they've been doing, they're going to be a pretty competitive team, right? So you're probably going to have – those are probably going to be higher draft picks, for one, which still – first round is a first rounder. it doesn't matter if it's the very first one or the last one in the first round it's still a first rounder however it's it's not like you know next year or maybe two years from now the rams are going to be in play for like a top three you know franchise changing name um but i mean like i said once again so first round is first rounder. however you're probably drafting later in those first rounds and worst case scenario once this window's over then yeah you're unless like you've still drafted very very well in those other later rounds that you do have and you know free agency worked well for you and whatnot you might hit a little bit of you know a valley then for the next couple of seasons but if you do then that only means you get higher draft picks and then you rebuild from there so i mean once again that that's a very long term perspective of it but you know you're giving up some probably higher higher number draft picks right to then give it a push worst case scenario that Super Bowl never comes in. You gave it, you know, you gave it what you had. You put your chips in. Didn't happen. You go through maybe a little bit of a rough period now because that window's closed. You don't have the draft capital. But then that just means like how everything in sports. Then you go in reverse. You get the higher picks and you hopefully pick them right and then you build the team right back up. Um, still, there there would be basically that number of draft picks that is way too much. And I think maybe you just look at how 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 much longer your window is. So, like, if you're the Bears, if you were to get a Deshaun Watson, that opens up the window for how many years longer with what you with what you have, because now you've given up the capital to build it at least within the draft. So, if you get a Deshaun Watson, can you can you win now for at least three to four seasons realistically with what you have in the roster, with where you'll be at, you know, with. Team age and with just contracts and and everything else that goes with it. If the answer is yes, if at the end of the day you pull out all those numbers and the answer is yes, I think you go for it because then once again, very long term, worst case scenario is you went through four four years, four or five years or so of not really having a, a valuable enough draft pick to help build the team. It didn't work out, and you would you would definitely hope as a Bears fan this is the number one thing you would hope if if the Bears land to Sean Watson. You're, you're going to hope he finishes his, his career here, right? So as long as he were to stay healthy, then you just try to build back another window with Deshaun Watson on the team. Deshaun Watson then becomes the mainstay. So that's another thing to think about. If even you know you give up too much to you know, because there can be a lot of people that say, well, you can't even win now because the team still has too many holes. So this window that we're talking about, how yeah, it, sure, it's a championship window. With the team we have, but what's even the odds, you know, we could get past a lot of these other teams within the next couple of years, even with Deshaun Watson, because we still have so many other holes. And I think my answer would be is, so what? At least you get him. <laughs> and then even if it doesn't work out, you build another championship window around him and hope that one works out. So that's what we've seen in the NFL. That's what we've talked about, you know, on this podcast multiple times is the teams that are continuously in it, are at least making the, you know, the playoffs are the ones who have the the state quarterback who's been there for a decade plus?
1: Right, and you're not wasting money on bad quarterbacks every year. I mean, the, the the money they allotted to like a Mike Glennon, a Chase Daniel, a Nick Foles, like that could all be used towards Ugh. bolstering everything else. And then you have you know you have your 150 million for your quarter like the main guy, but then everything else can be used for actual resources instead of keep bandaging the same position you can't get right for. A decade, two decades, three decades. I mean, you know, it's, its the list goes on of how many decades it's been. Um, so it's it, its fascinating. And, and I think for me, you know, the, the other point with this, not just would I be willing to give it up, is it the right move for the Bears in this current iteration of the team? The bigger thing for me is what the Rams did to ensure they have a chance to win. And that is they admitted their mistake with Jared Goff. And they even got to the point where they paid him that contract. The Bears are still ahead. First of First rounder, you're talking about another first rounder, Jared Goff, right? Yeah. And, and the, the Bears are still them. are still before that time where they decided not to pick up the fifth year option, not to sign Trubisky to a long term deal. The Rams did it, and they were really, you know, they had a, they had a really good thing cooking there. They made a Super Bowl, then since the, since then dropped off. They realized this guy can't lead us to where we want to go. To great guy. Did, did, did serviceable work, but if we're going to get the best out of this team and win a championship with this championship roster, we have to upgrade the quarterback. And that's the biggest takeaway for me is the Rams sat there, evaluated everything, admitted their mistake, and moved forward to do something really bold. And everything we've heard from the Bears, they've said little things here and there that's kind of hinting they want to move on from Trubisky. But it's like we always say, you know, actions speak louder than words. And they have yet to really make a bold move to say we screwed up. Because I'm not telling you that Ryan Pace... I mean, I'm not going to sit here and and think Ryan Pace is going to admit to his mistake. Because that's been the storyline for every broadcast for the last four years of Mahomes and Watson and Mitch. Like, we all see it. And I feel like he's never going to admit to it. And so then do something about it. If you really... Have the, the wherewithal to understand that you made a mistake, move on, and make that bold move, whether they're going to get a Stafford or a Watson, who knows what they could have done or will do. But that's my main thing of, for me. It's, it's you have to admit your mistake, cut ties, and move on and be bold about it. Because if you really, truly love your culture and think this team is the one that can get you to a Super Bowl, you have to make the move to do it. Otherwise, it, what are we doing here if it's if it's Michigan or Nick Foles? You're not you're not anywhere closer. You're you're further. So, you, you, the, you know, the first step in anything is admitting you have a problem, admitting there's a mistake, admitting you're wrong. And many people in, in sports have a hard time doing that. The Rams just did it. The Bears have to do that in order to be good again.
0: Hi, my name is Ryan Pace and I drafted Mitch Trubisky. Hello, is, that, is that where it would start? Yes. <laughs> yes, that's where it would start. More to my last point, Deshaun Watson, 25 brilliant young years old. Only 25. He's younger so than us. Even once, <laughs> look at absolutely. Makes me look at that makes me sad to think about. But either way, um, twenty-five years old, once connecting it to my last point. Say so go three or four years and you don't, and you have to rebuild it all over again, and you given up three or you know you given up three or four first rounders within those four seasons. All right, you still have a sub thirty, just sub thirty, Deshaun Watson at that point, and then you try to build again to win within his thirties. Once again, <laughs> whole lot of ifs because well, first thing is you got to get him in here, right? Second thing is if you do get him in here, you have to definitely make sure he's your franchise quarterback, like he's staying up until worst case scenario then the, just the very you know last couple of years of his of his career potentially is that maybe then he wants to go you know somewhere else like a Tom Brady or something or you know what, you know or even like a Stafford maybe you know, toward the end of the career they go you know off to a different team even though Stafford like I said probably has hopefully you know at least 3 to 4 seasons left in the tank um but yeah I mean that that's what you would want you'd want Deshaun Watson for at least you know 8 to 10 seasons at that point if you were to become a Chicago Bear so that's the idea that's the mindset is that you don't just get Deshaun Watson and then he leaves in like 4 or 5 years cuz that's what would be a not a disaster but that's where the plan starts getting really no, that's a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean at the end of the day you still get Deshaun Watson, right? And you still get him within that small window and like you gave that 4 to 5 year gap a chance. But right, it would be a disaster if if it would still feel like a disaster if after all that they didn't win a championship and he were to leave. So that's another thing, too, is if you get him in here and, yeah, you give up all that capital. And like you said, you've missed on quarterbacks for decades. You've never really truly had one unless you go all the way back once again to the Sid Luckman days. You never had nobody big enough at that position. You don't just want to now get it right and then see him go away in four or five years off to a different team. You'd want him to stay with the Chicago Bears. So yeah, I mean, you just hope they 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 open up, you know, the the wallet like the Cubs are apparently going to be doing, which we'll touch on in a second. But not only that, that would be more for the long term. What they have to do is give up part of the future, you know, those draft picks to to land them. But I think uh, I think we're in agreement here, Joey, that they definitely should follow suit in some way and bring him in you know if it's not him then you know who who else do you do it with in right. terms of training for for a veteran qb not too many else out there i would think on the trade market i mean you have a guy like say a dak prescott who we talked about a couple times too who potentially in free agency you could try to you know dabble with but you know i i think where we stand now most beers fans are going to want to see you know because the, the name's out there right he's he's officially Right, went on ahead out there and said that he does want to be traded from the Houston Texans. So that's where everybody's eyeing him up. And the sad thing is, you know, the Bears are just one of the teams then who are going to going to be in the running. Hopefully, the Bears are even in the running. Right? We let's just start there. We would hope that the Bears are one of the teams um, pursuing Deshaun Watson. And it's going to be a lot of teams out there. It's, it's weird as a Bears fan, you almost feel this this weird sense of. The beer's having a small edge because we missed on him, so it just had – like the universe just has to make it right. Right? And nothing else to do but just the sense that uh oh, since we missed on this guy, like this guy's supposed to be ours, like there's almost this sense of like, oh he was supposed to be ours anyways. So let, let let's let's one bring that him got in. away. Yeah, who knows? I mean, don't forget, a lot of people are also saying, Oh, one thing that can help the Bears is that Deshaun Watson has, you know, still the no trade clause within there. So while he wants a trade, you know, he can't just put him anywhere still without his seal of approval. So potentially maybe he's only it's only between a couple teams, and even if he still wants to go, hopefully if other teams have better packages for the Texans, he would say no to that and yes to the Bears just for the simple fact of being in Chicago. However, I would say maybe it's the opposite. Maybe that I hope that doesn't work against them in the sense where he goes, no, screw that team. I definitely don't want to play for them. So yeah, I just it hope could. it doesn't. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen. That's for sure.
1: But as it sits, are you excited for the NFC North to be Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, and Mitch Trubisky, and Aaron Rodgers, wow. of course? But I haven't even thought that's of that. the other three. <laughs> that's nuts. I mean, it, it's
0: weird because in terms of looking into next season, even with as bad as we think the Bears are, right? Uh, it's really just the Packers you're thinking of. Like you never, even Stafford or not, you don't think of oh the lions, although they get better or worse. Like it's the lions. Right. But yeah, they, that's a decrease for them. Although they have some capital now to this draft capital now to maybe be better within the next, you know, four or five seasons. we'll see how they grow that team. And, you know their new head coach dan campbell and they'll they'll be uh binding off plenty of kneecaps, caps and uh so plenty of kneecaps and draft picks for the lions but yeah that's a very very interesting uh quarterback lineup uh i think Rodgers is probably the best quarterback in that uh in that lineup you just yeah, provided, I would say so potentially yeah i would say okay so. so i wonder who's going to win the division next Unless year he as leaves. far as things stand now <laughs> yeah where things stand, no that would be can you imagine you imagine if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers and the Packers just get some schmo off the street. Well, the they to have Jordan play.
1: Love if he can play, but yeah, but yeah that's, but that's a rookie, still that's kind of rookie-ish. Even so, yeah, you don't you don't know what you're all getting right, there. So let's get a Cook and Love, Trubisky, Cousins, wow. and, and
0: Goff. I, I I think the NFC North you better watch be the on prime time all the time primetime every week one of those two of those teams right two out of the one out of the four at least
1: you gotta feel bad for yeah. Goff, right he's gonna go from nice his nice la life to n- nothing against detroit michigan just yeah. like the the la glitz and glamour to like the midwest like that's brutal yeah.
0: no not only that i mean you're talking yeah you're, you're going from you know the west coast in la to down just you know big city in the midwest and a team that just historically has not been good for a while. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, you're going to those conditions as well. At least he has a dome to keep him warm. So he's got that. But um, as mentioned, Joey, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep on the topic of just bringing in new talent and doing whatever it is you have to do. The Cubs are going to be able to spend money now again? Or they could spend more than what Cubs fans originally thought? Is this just some kind of... Marketing ploy on their behalf to like, oh no, we are just still good and we're spenders and we're not, you know, we're not just being cheap and we're not just trying to save every single penny during these, you know, hard pandemic times. Or do you think it's do you think it's real? Do you think they are able to splash a little cash? I find it hard to believe, but
1: yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny. I mean, there's reality here. I think they realize they got their ass kicked from a press perspective of looking like. Billionaires crying poor and seeing all these teams that are on the cusp of a sure. World Series run spend, including your Chicago White Sox, and the Cubs just kind of bowing out. And I know that's not a good look, but I hope it's I hope it's true. I hope they are allowed to spend, but it's just kind of it's like too little too. Very late convenient right now. timing. Right. Like, okay, you got rid of Darvish, you you moved down from Schwarber. Yes, you brought in Jack Peterson, it's fine. I I like the move, but but, you, but you, you, like the Darvish thing was clearly a salary dump. Otherwise, you don't like. Why would you ever get rid of him? So it's just kind of odd that that's what you do, and then now you say, "Oh well, well wait, we can spend more money now." Okay, then, then where were you in the Arenado trade? If you're so content on getting well, rid of Chris Bryant, what are you giving up for? You know, it's like it, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's what's changed,
0: right? Right. That's the question: is what's changed?
1: Right. And I don't know what yeah. that is because you make one move that. Clearly has nothing to do with being competitive on the field, and then now you're saying we want to be competitive. We realize the division's winnable. It was winnable four months ago. It's terrible. It's been winnable. So that it's it just doesn't make sense. And like, it, 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 you're too little, too late now. Meaning it's gotta be PR spin, like you're saying. It, it can't be genuine. I don't want to say that, but the 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 proof is in the pudding. Like I said, the bear show me show me the actions you've done. You did the opposite, and then say the opposite. that doesn't work together yeah i mean i I, here's my
0: thing if really what they're trying to do is do the whole like oh no like we're not a billionaire crying poor right now like yes we definitely can spend the money then okay what else other than jock peterson the jock peterson move which totally agree with you solid player fan of that absolutely that that's fine you know that's not throwing mega cash obviously by no means still however okay That that's fair, but now that you've said this, what are you doing now until we we reach opening day? Right. And even even now, you know, even up until the trade deadline, like what are you really willing to do then? Because now you've yeah, sure, you want to come out and say it, but now it's a matter of is is it going to connect with the actual moves you make now moving forward? Because if they were to say that before you know, the, the getting rid of you Darvish and, and, you know, all the other moves they made leading up until that comment, then you definitely would have said, Oh, they're just full of it. Like you say one thing and then now, but now look at what you're doing. Like it doesn't make any sense. So now I think that's just what it comes down to is you're saying that now you have a smart enough guy running things up there in Jed Hoyer. So if he does have the flexibility, if he does have the money to spend, then I'm sure the right moves will be made. If the right moves are not made, because once again, I would trust Dred Hoyer to make some pretty good ones, especially if he has a little bit of like expandable income, then we'll see. Right? The, the, the proof will eventually be in the pudding when they when they put it out there. So it's just a matter of all right, you're talking the talk, but are you walking the walk? And I think that's now what what you know the the next step is. If you're a Cubs fan now and you're thinking that, okay, let's see if you could walk the walk perspective then I guess the question becomes like, what is then the next move that money definitely isn't much of a difference? And of course, you know, they're not coming out and saying that they could just spend, you know, millions of like payrolls just through the roof. And I understand that. But what's the next then reasonable financial move that the Cubs can and should make to then become – you know, a better team and and a better contender within that NL Central because where things just stand now on paper within all the clubs, just like we looked at the NFC North in football, uh, besides, you know, that that one guy, Aaron Rodgers, who currently still plays for the Green Bay Packers, probably still will next season. But anyways, and then you look into the NL Central in baseball, I mean, flip a coin, if if the Cubs want to get a little bit better, they could go ahead and win the division, which is crazy to think about because that puts in the playoffs, anything happens. So the question then just becomes, what what do the Cubs do to definitely make sure the Cubs are the favorites, the the outstanding favorites in the NL Central, which it's going to be getting a little harder and harder if you just let your competitors do things like an Arenado trade and, and you know make other moves like that. So I mean that's where it is. Is now where are you then now going to spend this extra cash?
1: On you Darvish. Oh wait, sorry, you already got <laughs> rid right of him. Like that's what a <laughs> bring him back. Bring like him that back. that's a Cy Young candidate that you said we're done with because Our window's over and we have no money to where now, oh, wait, our window's back open. We already got rid of him. Let's replace him with Shelby Miller and four other pitchers and see what happens.
0: Well, that's why it's probably all just a little bit of talk, right? Unless like they literally looked like here's the only other reasonable thing that could have happened is that they do look at the payroll. They made some very, very pessimistic projections, but now they feel like they're doing really like now they're going to start making some optimistic ones that coupled with potentially they are just tired of hearing that they're billionaires you know crying broke because they're not and they're like, yeah screw it we will spend some money that to me is probably very very not likely of what did happen <laughs> that seems way too good to be true you know you could bet a whole lot of money that's probably not the case so then what probably is the case you know the high probability is literally what you just said is that they're just kind of talking it right so because if and if that's all they're doing it's going to be kind of you know it's probably just going to infuriate Cuff fans even more because now you said it. Now you literally came out and said it and now you're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that that's where you would, have but what else would have changed then right from the baseball perspective, like you're saying, you know, cause the only other thing would be, did you lose faith in Darvish? Like, cause if you are willing to spend the money,
1: why did you trade him away? And I don't think that's the case either. Right? No, I don't think so because I would have lost faith in him in the beginning when he was having those bad years at, in, the, in the aftermath of the Astros scandal. But now he's back and ready to rock. And, he, and, and he's going to be part of a, a, a Padres team now that is probably your World Series favorite, I would think. And so it's it's just, you know, it, it, like, like you sit here and you go, okay, if the Cubs make the playoffs, which they might actually do because, like we said, the division's crap. Let's right. say so you play the Padres, right? Like, you're clearly not at the same level as them, and you chose not to be, at least in this offseason, to not be at that same level. And the guy you traded will kick your ass. Like, that's so fitting, yes. and it's so frustrating.
0: You Darvish for Nano Tatis that the Southsiders gave up. That's for true. The, that's the the a double James whammy
1: for both of us, man. Yeah, that, that would be...
0: Actually, for, for the Sox fans out there who... Let's just be real. A lot of them like to, like to hate on the Cubs. That would probably be the only thing that makes them feel a little better is if you see Fernando Tatis, you know, on the Padres, knock the Cubs out of the playoffs or something like that. But no, I think that one's still always going to hurt no matter what. Yeah.
1: But um, so, so does, does then, the Aloy yeah. Jimenez for Quintana for me. It's like Quintana's <laughs> gone. Like they yeah. didn't resign him, and I didn't expect them to. But it's the idea of okay, you you, you gave up that much for two years of. Of an average pitcher, and now you're out of your window, and yeah. you're like, it's just nothing is kind of lining up, and you, and it, the cost was so high, it's coming back to bite you. I know we just talked about the opposite with the Bears of go all in and and then give yeah. everything up, but the, 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 this Cubs thing's different now because. I don't know. I feel like you're being duped. Well, what it would also be an do.
0: incredibly false comp, even though I, you know I love Q. Still, comparing Q to Watson would be, you know, in terms of going all in and giving things up. That well, in this case, I guess you would combine, you know, what they did. You would combine like you know Q and Chapman for what they did, even though the Chapman thing ended up being a World Series year. You know, that was before Quintana, but yeah, I mean, there's ways to look at it where you know the Cubs definitely went all in with their pieces, you know, whether it be given away, you know, for Chapman or for Q, you know, in the sense of Q, it was, it was Quintana in the sense of Chapman. It was just uh it was it Torres who you just, you just hated seeing leave. So yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely very similar. And th- does it make you feel, I mean, for me, a non-Cub fan, I would honestly read or you know hear that and be like eh okay once like that's just going to be that's obviously my stance on it. it's a very simple stance to have you know you know i i get it but it is very like all right believe it when i see it type stuff but i would also look at it you know very pessimistically to be honest it's okay whatever you know it it would be extremely weird very very weird if you do end up getting you know the opposite and you you do get like Big, big moves out of nowhere, right? Like pun intended, all left field. Where it's like, whoa, this is not expected. At that point, it, it would it would be an even bigger head scratcher, I guess. If you are a Cubs fan, you take it, but it would be a head scratcher if like they they did follow suit. And and once again, it's not like the Cubs went out there and said they're going to spend you know gigantic dollars. You know, they, they you know they're not increasing payroll hundred and ten percent or anything crazy like that necessarily. But you know they're willing to spend a little cash. So you know, so far you know, you, you got Jock. You know, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see where else the Cubs go from there. But other than that, I don't know. Uh, you know, I guess I'd be interested to see exactly where your level of excitement is, you know, on a comment like that. If if it was somebody like me, it'd probably be very low.
1: Well, it is low because if, if this was the beginning of the offseason and they said Ricketts is giving Jed more money to bolster the, the roster and they hadn't traded away you, Darvish, you go, let's do it. Like more money. Let's 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 let, let's build this team the right way. Where now it's like, okay, that move was made. The subsequent moves have been made. You, you you've clearly made decisions f- with a financial basis in Darvis and Schwarber, and then now you're okay with spending more money? Then no, then I don't, I don't believe it's sincere. And I'm like, it doesn't really mean anything to me because you've already showed me what you're willing to do when someone comes a calling and says you're losing money because of the global pandemic, which I know is real, but. They're losing profits. They're not losing current money. Except maybe they games, The game, GameStop messed them up. But that's, that's a whole other yeah, topic for another day. But um, but yeah, I think now it's like, all right, they, they already made the moves they did. So this means nothing to me because they're, it's not going to change what they already did. Therefore, it's not going to change what they're going to do moving forward. It's, it's too late. Spring training's around the corner. Well, it may not be with the delay, but theoretically, it's only a few weeks away.
0: Well, there we go. The, the Bears are going to, you know, sp- spend and give up a lot of draft capital and bring in Deshaun Watson. That's a done deal. And uh, the Cubs are just not going to really do too much. It's all just hearsay. That that's, a, that's what we got. That's what we figured out here on the podcast, right? Well, at least that's what I hope will happen, definitely from the Bears standpoint. I mean, a long way still to go. But, you know, interesting, interesting when you did see, you know, the Lions make that move and, you know, ship Stafford off to to Los Angeles. It's like, you know what? Are we next? Are we the next team in the division to do it? And then you have Ricketts out here in in terms of the baseball world here in Chicago saying, oh, no, we will spend a little bit more money. So maybe some things will start moving around here in the world of Chicago sports. Until then, we'll just continue to keep believing, right, Joey? There we go. Don't stop believing. Right. And now that the the snow is coming gone here in Chicago, it's still definitely here. But hopefully it's completely gone by the time we get to Saturday, because as I'm sure we'll talk about more on our show in the middle of the week, I got plenty of, you know, Super Bowl. Super Bowl um shopping do because even though obviously you can't have a big old party, that's fine. I could still eat. I could I can still have my own party, right? You know, you know, me, the, the close thing I have at home, can still definitely throw down. Hell so yeah. snow snow you said still coming up by you, right? Yeah. Still you're, still, you're, still fun on the, the East Coast of snow,
1: snow. But I'm excited to middle of the week go Super Bowl shopping. I don't know what's on the menu yet. It's only two right? of us here, but <laughs> We will we will make it <laughs> like delicious. Like I
0: said, doesn't mean you can't throw down. Doesn't oh, not mean you at can't all. make a crazy Super Bowl chili or, or whatever it else uh, it is that you make. So maybe that'll be one of the things we talk about in the middle of the week is uh Super Bowl dinner plans or something like that. I didn't think that'd be fun. After talking, obviously Watson I and uh, yeah, you know, uh, maybe I should uh, maybe I should text my girlfriend and be like, you know what, we we could increase the the grocery budget this week. We could yeah, uh, it's first sources.
1: Dan's Super Bowl yes. budget increased. Yes, yes, but grocery
0: store, yeah, uh, Super Bowl budget increases. There you go. So, yeah, perhaps we'll talk about that more uh, later on the week. Until then, hope you enjoyed this uh, episode of the Believe in Chicago Sports Podcast. As always, he's Joey Gellman, who you can find on Twitter at Joey Gelman. I'm Dan Collins, who you can also find on Twitter at TweetDanCollins. This show you can find on Twitter at at Believe in Chicago. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. It is the number one network for professionals. We'll catch you next time.